Hello. Oh, oh Kali. <laughs> I figured I'd start in a rambunctious mood as opposed to my, hey, uh, <laughs> everything's terrible mode. But then how do, how will they know that they're listening to three funny ladies? Yeah, if it's not dour and sour <laughs> and full of flour. <laughs> Welcome to three funny ladies. That is uh, Joseph Reinhold Bailey. <laughs> and that is... Susan Aloysius Jacobs. <laughs> oh, Aloysius. How the hell are you? Aloysius, gentle Aloysius. I am fine. How are you? <laughs> good, 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 good. Anything uh, exciting happening? Uh, no. Okay. Well, we do have to talk about the Oscar nomination. We do. We do. Uh, what I'm most excited about, I'm sure you can guess. Can you right. guess? Yes, I can. Miss Bassett for Best Supporting Actress. She is the first Marvel actor for a Marvel movie to be nominated. So, yep. Pretty and exciting. Luckily, she was nominated because it's there's a dearth of people of color. Well, the Asian community is well represented this year. The black community, not so much. Um, I so some surprises for me uh, were um, Top Gun Maverick is uh, it's not her best film. Yep. Now my brother brought up a good point. It's the flying sequences that probably got them the Oscar because they actually flew the planes and they were filming. The, okay, great. Um, but then it's opened the door to people saying that Tom Cruise was snubbed. And I'm like, his performance in Top Gun Maverick does not justify an Oscar nomination. Can we please get our heads out of our asses? Look, I agree with you. I haven't seen it. I don't want to see it. I didn't like the first one. So, um, so yeah, I'm not surprised that it was nominated for Best Picture. Everyone seems to have... He had a real good time with it. Um, but yeah. <clears throat> um they are also what are some other snubs? Taylor Swift for yeah. a song for where the crawdads sing. Who cares? Yeah. The one I was King. really oh yeah, that Sorry. was the big one. Because everyone going in was very certain that Viola Davis was going to be nominated and also Danielle Deadweiler for Till. Mm. And then neither one of them were nominated. Um, mm. And place of, well, there was a lot of, I had read a lot of things saying that Michelle Williams was probably not going to get nominated and she did. And then also okay. that Andrea Riceborough uh, was nominated for Best Actress for that film to Leslie that I had never even heard of until a couple of days before the nominations came out. It's like, oh, uh, I guess it was good, I guess. <laughs> yeah, so I got to track that down. Um, But yeah, everything, everywhere, got 11 nominations. I was not a fan of that movie. Uh, on advice of counsel, I have not seen that movie. Hmm. So I will watch it at some point, 
but I, I'm not, I'm not itching to, um, the, the whole Tom Cruise thing throws me for a fucking loop. He was snubbed. It's Tom Cruise for Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> please, please stop the madness. Although I will say, and people are saying Black Panther was snubbed for best film. And I just, listen, everyone knows how much I love the Marvel. But it it's it wasn't, I don't think it was Oscar nominated worthy. I liked it. Could have been better. Um, it was. It wasn't Oscar worthy. Yeah, and since the first one was nominated, I'm not surprised this one was not. Right. So, um, anyway, yeah, but a lot of stuff that I, I you know, I'm in, I'm into the popcorn films, not so much the dramas or the, you know, if it makes you think real hard, I'm probably not into it. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah. And then the other thing is the Razzies are always announced around the time of the Oscars. Yep, yeah. And there was a little backlash about them. Yeah, there sure was. Because they nominated an 11-year-old for a Razzie. And people were like, um, let's back up. She was 11. <laughs> so... Yeah. let's let's not do that <laughs> that girl from firestarter and now they have removed her and apologized yeah that's that's a little much you cannot you, you can't nominate a child for a rassy sorry yeah i don't even remember who else is up oh i think anada armas is right you know what? I didn't let me let me give it a goog because that's the only thing I knew of from the Razzies because all the articles um uh uh nominations um the because I don't I don't pay attention. Let's see. They hit a tacky new low. Um <laughs> uh, I mean they're for worst performances and movies I, I would argue that they're always been tacky i mean some people take it in good fun and i think it's more to those people because i think sandra bullock took it in stride and like she went and accepted it i want to say halle berry did the same thing mm. And that's what makes them fun. Yeah. Um, is when people, especially of that caliber, like, all right, you know what? I am going to come get this worst acting. Uh, I almost said worst, worst acting Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if there was a best and a worst, like drag race? Uh, these three actors were in the bottom three and these were in the top three. And now you have to lip sync for for your <laughs> legacy. You now have to do a three minute monologue <laughs> and 20 bars from a song. And whoever does best wins the Oscar. Uh, let's see. I just want a list where it's like, there we go. Okay. Worst picture, Blonde, Disney's Pinocchio, Good Morning, The King's Daughter, Morbius. Worst actor, Machine Gun Kelly. Well, Pete Davidson. Well, okay. Tom Hanks. 
uh, Jared Leto, Sylvester Stallone. Worst actress, this first one, the Ryan Kira Armstrong, that was the 11-year-old, she was taken off. Um, I mean, she's 12 now. She could take it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, Bryce Dallas Howard for Jurassic Park Dominion. I mean, it wasn't Oscar-worthy, but I don't think it was Razzie-worthy either. Diane Keaton. Um, oh, yeah, Mac- for that movie, I don't know what about. Mac and Rita. Uh, Kaya Scodelario, the king's daughter, and Alicia Silverstone for the Requiem. All right. Yeah, not exciting. No, no. Worst supporting actress, Penelope Cruz. Mira Sorvino, Lorraine Bracco. Worst supporting actor, Pete Davidson, Tom Hanks. And I don't know the rest of those people. <laughs> well, so so fuck them uh, and others <laughs> and and others. <laughs> um, that's weird, weird, weird. So no, she was so Diarmas was not nominated. Okay, but the film just blonde was. I mean, she looks like her. She does. I haven't seen it. I don't want to see it. I mean, obviously, that doesn't have to do with how well it's acted or anything, but she does look like her. Um, I have... <laughs> I've been binging Night Court, the original. Oh, boy. I love it. Oh, my God. And here's the thing. I can't remember what we talked about last week, but an episode of Night Court will start, and I have found myself not only knowing what's going to happen but knowing what the next line of dialogue is oh did you watch the new one have you watched the new one oh god it's terrible it's oh, real bad it did so well ratings wise it was like unheard of the numbers of people who watch really i oh, yeah. i can't stand melissa roush her voice i cannot stand it and people will say oh she can't help it she can because the first half of the pilot episode she lays off the the preciousness of it and as the episode progresses, she gets into Big Bang Theory territory of how precious it is. So it's a put on. Um, so stop. Because you sound like a child. And I hate it. And it's annoying. Um, if that were her voice, it would still annoy me. But she can't help it. Yada, yada. But clearly she can. And uh, stop. It's, it's Just stop it. Um, so yeah, no, it's terrible. It's terrible. And the the, the characters are terrible. The actors they got are terrible. It's just bad. It's terrible. We started watching that 70s show. That 70s show or that 90s show? 70s. Oh, okay. Never saw it. Oh, really? How do you like it? Never saw a single episode. I love it. Really? Oh, my God. It's so funny. Uh, uh, It's funny that you say that because I started watching that 90s show. (laughs) I've heard very mixed things about it. Um. But we have to get through eight seasons of that 70 show before we can watch sure, it. Sure, sure, sure. I mean, <laughs> I just watched it for the cameos to see how cute they were because that's who I am as a person. It's cute. <laughs> it's cute. I mean, it's just going to be the same thing only with their children. Yeah. It's essentially, it, you know, it's not, they're not recreating the wheel or anything. Um, It's cute. It's all right. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. It's cute. It's all right. I, I That 70 show, um, didn't really i didn't hate it but it didn't really do it for me 
because the boys on that were so annoying to me, every single one of them. Yeah, I don't enjoy watching Danny Masterson because I just keep thinking rapist, rapist, rapist. Uh, right, right, right. Um, but yeah, but yeah, um, it's fun. It's fun. I like it. Um, so I think I'm going to take a tour through the '80s sitcoms. I think is my is on my to do list now. Oh, check, check, check. Yeah. What else? I think Growing Pains might be next. I've I've binged it before, but I think it might be next. And never we'll seen it. There. You've never seen any Growing Pains? Not a single bit. Wow. Listen, it's not good. You know, it's an 80s sitcom. Um, I think it's just because it's an 80s sitcom that I like it. Let's be yeah. honest. Let's be for real. Also, never saw Who's That Boss? Who's That Boss? Who's the boss? Hey, who, who's that boss? Who's that boss? Who's that boss? <laughs> um... Yeah. Uh, who's the boss is, is okay. It can be a little bit grating. Tony Danza can be a little bit grating. Yeah, I can I can see that. Um, but it has our favorite Judith Light. <laughs> and apparently they are rebooting that as well. That's right. Yeah, without Judith Light. Without Judith Light? Yeah. Well, I mean, she's she's an actual serious actress. Now, yes, so she actually. She's like, no, I'm, I'm not doing that. <laughs> yes, she actually does quality prod- product now. Um, I watched Megan today. Oh, did you like it? I did. Yeah, it's uh, fun. You know, noticing like, yeah, it is fun. It's fun. What I and I, you know, now that I'm saying it, they didn't really do this for Megan, but. These things that are billed as horror movies nowadays, there's not a lot of horror in them. And I yeah, guess well, Megan wasn't really billed that way, but you know what I mean. Yeah, and it's PG-13, so um, so there's also that. I wish that it would have been rated R, because um, I would like to have seen a little more gore and <laughs> When scares. she starts, when she's, and it's in all the promos. When she starts dancing down the hallway. Oh my hallway, God, I know. You're like, what? What? What are you doing? <laughs> have you watched the Drew Barrymore thing? I have not. I oh have my not God. Look it, it up. Look um, it up. <laughs> what? And God help me. I love her little outfit. Oh my God. So chic. So chic. She's just the chicest killer doll. And the thing is, they did it perfectly. They made those characters perfectly. So you're like, oh, I can't wait till she gets you. She's going to get you, and I can't fucking wait. You're oh an asshole. When The first time she started singing. So ridiculous. In the, in the best way. Firework? Oh, titanium. Oh, that's what it... Doesn't she... <laughs> doesn't she sing firework, too? Uh, doesn't she sing both? I, I don't know. I just remember um, titanium. Yes, titanium is... Oh, my God. But the dancing down the hallway, I'm like, what? Because, you know, you see it in the promos and you don't really think about it. You're just like, well, this is camp. But, but then when you see the scene, you're like, she's literally dancing down the hallway in response to someone being there. <laughs> As to be like, I'm about to kick your ass. It's just so <laughs> dumb. Um, what else? Anything else? You got anything else? I do. I do. So this Dr. Julian De Silva, who is a celebrity plastic surgeon, oh. just released <clears throat> his list of the 10 most handsome male celebrities in the world. And now this is according to science. Oh, like 
are you saying that serious? Like the symmetry of their face or what? Yes, because he's a doctor. So um, number right. well, and he's probably fucking ugly too, isn't he? I I haven't seen him. Oh, okay. Anyway, <clears throat> go on. Number ten is Dwayne Johnson. Okay, so I'm gonna stop you right there and say that this <laughs> list is bullshit. We're just gonna we're just don't even say anymore. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Yeah, number ten. <sighs> number right. nine is Henry Golding. I don't know who that is. Uh he is no, yeah, no, he's pretty spectacular. Uh, he is, I believe, an Asian gentleman. Yes, yes. Uh, he's Malaysian and Br- no, yeah, no, he's pretty hot. He's pretty hot. He's pretty hot. He's Number pretty eight hot. is George Clooney. I think George Clooney is very handsome. He is, and I think he's gotten better with age. Honestly, yeah, that happens a lot with men. <laughs> oh. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Who's seven? Number seven is. I'm uh, just waiting for the computer to. Oh, load. I thought you were like building up suspense because I was going to. Well, hate it. also that you are going to be mad. Oh God. Number seven is Chris Evans. He is number one. Listen, okay. <clears throat> first of all, okay. Let me just take a deep breath. <laughs> Of the living, he is number one. <laughs> of all time, it goes Alan Rickman, Chris Evans. Chris Evans is seven? Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to hear the rest of this. Okay, let's hear it. He's right behind number six. Oh, God. God. Robert Pattinson. Did he I looks you? like a sharpened <laughs> pencil. Oh, no, that is no. He looks. He looks like someone was like, "Hey, I need a date. Can you go to the morgue and just pick the pointiest dead guy you see, reanimate him, and I'll take him to prom." That is a, that is to the prom. No. I no longer believe in science. That is the all right. that I can't. I first of all. Pattinson shouldn't be on the list. He is, he's very, he's just, he's pointy, is he not? He's very pointy. And not in a chiseled way. And like, his bones didn't finish developing. So like, they tapered off when they got to the ends. Okay? Like, there wasn't enough calcium to go around. And he's milky looking. Well, he's British, so. How, uh, so is Alan, my friend. All right, I'm sorry. I'm getting very upset. All right. <laughs> Who's above fucking Pattinson? Uh, soccer star Jude Bellingham. Well, let me look him up. I'm sure I will disagree. Fucking Pattinson. Before, before you know what? I'm mad he's before Rock the Dwayne Johnson is what I almost said. <laughs> Jude Bellingham. There he is. He's cute. I feel bad thinking he's attractive because he looks 11. Yeah, he does look young. Speaking of young, number four is Harry Styles. Okay. Number three is Michael. Hold on. I want to complain about Harry Styles for a second. (laughs) Here's the thing. <laughs> um, the list was bullshit when Chris Evans wasn't number one. So we can all we can all agree on that, I think. 
Harry Styles does have this charisma about him. He ain't above Chris Evans. No, I would agree with that. But he has a charisma about him. His personality makes him more attractive, I think. That being said, he's real wee and he's real young. Yeah. Although I guess there was no parameters for age. So yeah. that's just us trying not to be pervy. Okay, continue. <laughs> Number three, Michael B. Jordan. Again, my only my only anger is that Chris Evans isn't above him, but he's a good looking man. Yeah. But he did such a good job at Killmonger that I kind of hate him. It, it was he was Killmonger in Black Panther and he oh. did and he's a bad guy and he did such a good job that I kind of hate him now. Oh, I see. As collateral damage. Anyway, continue. Number two. Jesus Christ. Chris Hemsworth. Okay, now if this list was Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth, yes. You know what? Chris Hemsworth is a very, he is he is actually stunning, especially scientifically. He's very symmetrical. Yeah, he is stunning. He really yep. is. He is stunning. There's just something about Chris Evans that gets me going. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, like, I know it's what like, you're saying. I think it's like Chris Hemsworth is almost too nice and sweet a family mm-hmm. man mm-hmm. it doesn't take away from the attractiveness but there's no there's no carnal attractiveness do you know what i'm saying yeah yeah like i would want him to be my best friend yeah whereas chris evans i want him to damage me physically <laughs> um because not that chris evans doesn't seem nice he does but it kind of all seems like an act too you know what i mean like mm. Oh, I just want him to rip me. Okay. Anyway, so who's number one? <laughs> number one. Oh, God. Hold on. Just hold on. Okay. Go ahead. Ah. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Chris Pratt. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> my heart almost leapt out of my chest. I almost threw every computer in this room out the Oh, my God. Oh my god, oh my god. Number one is Reggae Jean Page. He's Bridgerton dude, right? Yep. Okay, he's pretty hot. Yeah. He's pretty hot. You know what I would have done with this list? Okay, let me let me do this list. Okay. I would say Chris Evans. Chris Evans. Hemsworth. Then Reggie. Then um um see i've forgotten the others clooney clooney then i I would put brad pitt on this list still i mean he's a trashy human being but he is so very handsome and you know what here's the thing tom cruise is fucking garbage you cannot deny that aside from being he's way too short he can't help it his face is gorgeous he's a gorgeous man and he's almost 60 I know that's crazy. He is garbage, but he's gorgeous garbage. Um, and Rob Lowe also almost sixty. Rob Lowe? No, Tom Cruise is sixty. That's crazy. That is bananas. And I don't know that he's getting better with age, but he's aging well. He is aging well. I would absolutely agree with that statement. With that Whereas assessment. George Clooney is getting better, Tom Cruise is just maintaining. Yeah. Um, I mean, 
why who makes these lists? This is the the plastic surgeon who just took it upon himself. Right, right. You know, apropos of nothing. I think our next weed pod is just us giving lists back and forth. Just give it. We'll just pick topics. We'll just give it. And they don't even have to be about women. We're going to do hot men. We're going to do <laughs> British men. We're going to do. Well, Sebastian Stan isn't on there. Right. And Sebastian Stan, while Chris Evans does something to me, Sebastian Stan is perfect looking. Yeah. Who Got that else? body, yaddy, yaddy. Oh, the body, yaddy, 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 yaddy. Um, um, while you're thinking about that, I have a quick question before I forget. Have yes. you read the Alan Rickman book yet? I don't want to talk about it. Oh. It's boring. Oh, it's, no. Yeah, it's literally just like the sun was out today. Uh, met with Judy Dench. It's it, you have to, and I think we all have to remember this because I certainly forgot. He's British. So when they say diary, they mean calendar. Hmm. And that's kind of literally what it is. So there's no like, I fucked Judy Dench or anything like that? No, no, no. Now, listen, I didn't finish it because I started and I was like, this is as much as I love this man. You know, it doesn't say anything about seeing me through his windows or anything like that. So, <laughs> um, yeah, no, it was boring. It was boring. So I stopped because it was right. depressing. I just um, been meaning to ask and I keep forgetting. Yeah. Yeah. So no bueno. Um, I feel like there was other stuff. No Idris Elba? No Idris Elba. You know what? I, I'm going to come up with a top 10 hot list. Let's do that. We'll do that next week. I'm, I'm, yeah yeah um we also got an email <gasps> we did we have a funny valentine okay this is from friend of the podcast joel <laughs> and the subject is adrian and joel okay. says hey ladies long time no email Thanks for your wee pod about Adrian. I haven't brought myself to watch the movie yet, but we'll explore it after this episode. Adrian is the star of one of my all-time favorite films, Trust. The 1990 Hal Hartley movie, which also includes Martin Donovan and Edie Falco. Not sure if Hartley's movies are up your alley, but I've been a fan of her since seeing it as a youngster fresh out of high school. Miss you both. Thanks for the pods. Joelle. Yeah, I miss Joelle. I do too. I also uh, had lunch today with friend of the podcast, Jamie R. (gasps) Yeah, it was nice. That's nice. I got to do that. uh, I'm just leaving my house less and less, y'all. It's well, now it's just because it's painful. Uh, Mm. I don't think it has anything to do with COVID. I think it's just because it hurts. Mm. It hurts to walk to my kitchen. So, you know, going out of the house isn't a really big priority. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, I got. I, sh- I should get on that. I should get on that. I should get on that. Um, what else? Is there anything else? I think I've exhausted all of my topics for the day. I think I have as well. As well. As well. My ass. It is well. Is well. <laughs> um. Is well. 
Uh, <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, shall we get started? Let's do it. So the lady, it was my turn to pick. And so I picked Emily Jean Emma Stone. Emily Jean? Emily Jean. Emily Jean, you get on back home now. <laughs> Emily Jean, what are you doing out there? <laughs> are you dying your hair red again, Emily Jean? <laughs> it's time for supper now, Emily Jean. <laughs> She was born November 6, 1988, which, mm. Jesus, I'm getting, yeah, okay, I don't want to talk about it. Um, <laughs> she is the recipient of various accolades, including an Academy Award, a British Academy Film Award, and Gold, Golden Globe Award. In 2017, she's the world's, she was the world's highest paid actress and named by Time Magazine as one of the 100 most influential people in the world. Um, and all of that, in spite of being born and raised in Scottsdale. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think we have any Arizona listeners, but people, I'm so sorry. I just, I have a bad relationship with Arizona. Okay. That um, is hysterical. <laughs> she was born to Jeffrey Charles Stone, the founder and CEO of general contracting company of, of a general contracting company not the <laughs> general contracting company and krista jean stone nay jaeger a homemaker she lived on the grounds of the camelback inn resort from ages 12 to 15 and before that she was just on her own in the streets <laughs> uh she has a younger brother spencer uh her spencer stone spencer stone mm, poor thing <laughs> he sounds like a like a hedge fund manager yeah nerd uh, <laughs> okay um her paternal grandfather conrad ostberg sten oh jesus was from a swedish family that uh anglicized their surname to stone mm. uh, that Okay. When they immigrated to the United States through Ellis Island, she also has German, English, Scottish, and Irish ancestry. Hmm. As an infant, Stone had baby colic and cried frequently, as opposed to the more prevalent adult colic. <laughs> <laughs> she consequently developed nodules and, callus oh, and calluses on her vocal cords while she was a child. Oh, my God. Calluses? Oh, that sounds so terrible. Yeah, it does. She has described herself as having been loud and bossy while growing up. <clears throat> she was educated at the, the Sequoia Elementary School and attended Kokopa Middle School for the sixth grade. And I know all you guys want to know that. Uh, seventh through twelfth grade, out on her own, on the streets. <laughs> Get out. Get out. Um, although she did not like school, she stated that her controlling nature meant that I made sure I got all AIDS. Uh, Stone suffered panic attacks and anxiety as a child, which she always would nope, which she says caused a decline in her social skills. She underwent therapy, but claims it was her participation in local theater plays that helped cure the attacks. She recalled the first time I had a panic attack, I was sitting in my friend's house and I thought the house was burning down. I called my mom and she brought me home. And for the next three years, it just would not stop. I would go to the nurse at lunch most days and just wring my hands. I would ask my mom to tell me exactly how the day was going to be. Then ask again, 30 seconds later, I just needed to know that no one was going to die and nothing was going to change. Oh my God. You know, I think a lot of kids have that. I'm not saying that she didn't have, I'm just saying like, 
like my uh, sister-in-law told me today that <laughs> our nephew is going through a mortality phase we do predictions um for our new year's so like we'll write predictions and then ne- the next year we'll read them and he wrote on his hello next year's me if i'm still alive <laughs> he's 11 <laughs> it's like oh, i'm right there dude. um Stone wanted to act since the age of four. She wanted a career in sketch comedy initially. Oh, that's funny. But shifted her focus toward musical theater and took vocal lessons for several years. Um, uh, her acting debut at age 11 came in a stage production of The Wind of the Willows, and she played the part of an otter. Uh, Stone was homeschooled for two years, during which time she appeared in 16 productions at Phoenix's Valley Youth theater um they uh her parents later sent her to uh private acting lessons and she signed with uh oh no she used an acting coach that was with william morris agency fascinating um uh she moved from los angeles to greenwich greenwich village in 2009 in 2016, she moved back to Los Angeles. Despite significant media attention, she refuses to publicly discuss her personal life. Can you excuse me for one moment? What are you doing? Okay, they can see you. Okay. Um, she doesn't get how podcasts work. Um, boop, 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 doo, boo. Um, Despite significant media attention, she refuses to publicly discuss her personal life. Concerned with living a normal life, Stone has said she finds little value in media attention. She has expressed her fondness for her profession and has cited Diane Keaton as an acting influence, calling her one of the most covered up actresses of all time. (laughs) Uh, stone is close with her family she says i am blessed with a great family and great people around me that would be able to kick me in the shins if i ever for one minute got lost in the clouds i've been really lucky in that sense uh during the filming of the amazing spider-man in 2010 stone began dating her co-star andrew garfield the second best spider-man their relationship was reported in the media with various speculations the pair refused to speak publicly about it though they made several appearances together in 2014 on an occasion in new york city stone and garfield encouraged paparazzi to visit websites that spread awareness of causes such as autism in 2015 they were they bah, bah. They were reported to have broken up. In 2017, Stone began a relationship with Saturday Night Live segment director Dave McCary. They became engaged December 2019 and married the following year. In January 2021, the couple was reported to be expecting their first child. In March uh, 2021, they had their first child, a daughter. Uh, The couple named their daughter Louise Jean McCary, a tribute to Stone's grandmother, Jean Louise. Hmm. Um, And that's... um, she suffers from asthma. Um, there you go. That's her personal life. That's from the Wikipedia. <clears throat> All right. All right, Emily Jean. Um, so Jean. this is from Wikipedia Far Out Magazine and Ooh. IndieWire. <clears throat> so uh, she made her television debut as Lori Partridge on the VH1 talent competition reality show in search of the new Partridge family. That's crazy. In 2004. And 
I remember her from that. Oh, wow. The resulting show, retitled The New Partridge Family, remained an unsold pilot. She followed this with a guest appearance in Louis C.K.'s HBO series Lucky Louie. And then she auditioned to star as Claire Bennett in the NBC science fiction drama Heroes, but was unsuccessful and later, later called this her rock bottom experience. She made her feature film debut in Greg Matola's comedy Superbad, co-starring Michael Sarah and Jonah Hill. The film was a commercial success and earned her the Young Hollywood Award for Exciting New Face. Ooh. The following year, she starred in the comedy The Rocker. The film and her performance received negative reviews from critics and was a commercial failure. I suppose when you have a movie starring Rain Wilson, that's going to happen. <laughs> her next release was the comedy The House Bunny, uh, which performed better at the box office, becoming a moderate commercial success. Reviews for the film were generally negative, but she was praised for her supporting role. And TV Guide's Ken Fox said that she is well on her way to becoming a star. She appeared in three films in 2009, Ghosts of Girlfriends Past, Zombieland, and Paper Man. In 2010, she voiced an Australian shepherd in the movie Marmaduke, uh, which was also the year of her breakthrough performance in Easy A, a teen comedy directed by Will Gluck. The film received positive critical reviews, and her performance was considered its prime asset. Anna Smith of Time Out wrote that Emma Stone gives a terrific performance. Her knowing drawl implies intellect and indifference with underlying warmth. The film was a commercial success, and she was nominated for a BAFTA Rising Star Award and a Golden Globe Award for Best Actress in a Musical or Comedy. And she won the MTV Movie Award for Best Comedic Performance. I mean. In October of 2010, she hosted Saturday Night Live. And described it as the greatest week of her life. She hosted again in 2011 and appeared in an episode in 2014 and in its 40th anniversary special in 2015. She had a brief appearance in Friends with Benefits in 2011 and followed that with a supporting role in Crazy Stupid Love and then co-starred with Viola Davis in The Help. She turned down a role in 21 Jump Street after signing on to the 2012 film The Amazing Spider-Man, a reboot of Sam Raimi's Spider-Man series. Later that year, she voiced a role in the crime-based video game Sleeping Dogs, which earned her a Spike Video Game Award for Best Performance by a Human Female. By a Human Female. <laughs> Uh, she began 2013 with a voice role in The Croods, and in 2014, she reprised the role of Gwen Stacy in The Amazing Spider-Man 2. She believed that her character did not depend on the film's protagonist, asserting she saves him more than he saves her. She's incredibly helpful to Spider-Man. He's the muscle. She's the brains. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. She is incredibly helpful to Mort Spider-Man. <laughs> her performance was well received by critics. An Empire reviewer commended her for standing out in the film, writing, Emma Stone is the Heath Ledger of this series, doing something unexpected with an easily dismissed supporting character. 
The role won her the Favorite Movie Actress Award at the 2015 Kids' Choice Award. Z, plural. Later that year, she took on a role in Woody Allen's romantic comedy, A Magic in the Moonlight. The black comedy drama Birdman was Stone's final release of 2014. For that film, she received numerous accolades, including nominations for the Oscar, a BAFTA, the Golden Globe, Screen Actors Guild, and a Critics' Choice Movie Award, all for Best Supporting Actress. From November 2014 to February 2015, she starred in the Broadway revival of Cabaret as Sally Bowles, taking over the role from Michelle Williams. She deemed it the most nerve-wracking thing ever. Both of her uh, 2015 films, the romantic comedy drama Aloha and the mystery drama Irrational Man, were critical and commercial failures, and her roles were panned by critics. In Cameron Crowe's Aloha, she played the role of Air Force pilot of an Air Force pilot alongside Bradley Cooper, and uh, her casting was controversial because she played an Asian character. Uh, and she cites this role as the biggest mistake of her career and acknowledged that whitewashing is a widespread problem in Hollywood. She was nominated for two Golden Globes that year, and when host Sandra Oh made a joke about Aloha, she openly shouted, I'm sorry, from the audience. Uh, During her run in the cabaret revival, she met filmmaker Damien Chazelle, who, impressed with her performance, cast her in his musical comedy La La Land. For her performance, she won the Oscar, the Golden Globe, the SAG, and the BAFTA Award, all for Best Actress. Her sole release in 2017 was the sports comedy drama Battle of the Sexes, based on the 1973 tennis match between Billie Jean King and Bobby Riggs. The film premiered to positive reviews at the 2017 Toronto International Film Festival, and certain critics considered her performance to be the finest of her career. Even so, the film earned less than its $25 million budget, but she did receive her fourth Golden Globe nomination for it. And she attended the ceremony that year with Billie Jean King. In 2018, she appeared in the historical comedy drama The Favourite, She found it challenging being an American among an all-British cast and struggled with mastering her character's dialect. The film premiered at the 75th Venice International Film Festival to critical acclaim. She received her fifth Golden Globe nomination and third Oscar nomination for The Favorite. She then executive produced and starred in the Netflix draw dark comedy miniseries Maniac. Did you watch that? No. I didn't either. With Jonah Hill. Oh, no. She reprised her role in Zombieland Double Tap, uh, the sequel, obviously, to Zombieland. She played Cruella DeVille in uh, Craig Gillespie's Cruella. Uh, And for Cruella, she garnered another Golden Globe nomination. Uh, She will collaborate with Yorgos Lanthimos, who directed The Favorite, on three more projects that are coming up. Uh, There is a short film called Bleat, and the feature films Poor Things and And. Poor Things co-stars Willem Dafoe and Mark Ruffalo, while And will team her with Willem Dafoe, Jesse Plemons, 
and Margaret Qualley. She will also reprise her role as Cruella DeVille in a sequel to Cruella and will star in the Showtime comedy series The Curse about a troubled couple hosting an HGTV show. (laughs) In 2020, she launched her own production company called Fruit Tree with Dave McCary, who I just discovered is her husband. Uh, What I read described him as her partner. Um, And I wasn't sure if that meant like business or personal, but now I know, thanks to you. Uh, He he was a filmmaker and SNL director. Their first film that they produced was Jesse Eisenberg's directorial debut called When You Finish Saving the World, which came out last year. Uh, The Fruit Tree Slate already includes two upcoming projects from emerging queer filmmakers. The sophomore effort from Jane Schoenbrunn called I Saw the TV Glow, which follows her 2021 Sundance premiere, We're All Going to the World's Fair, and an untitled Tilda Swinton starring project that marks the feature debut of Los Espookies co-creator Julio Torres. And that is her person, her personal, that is her personal life. (laughs) That is her professional life. Um, so it's time to talk about the movies, eh? It's time to talk about the movies. Uh, so as we told you last week, uh, I chose Easy A, and I think you like this movie. I like it. Okay. I think, <laughs> I think that's pretty much what I figured. I think now I see, I was excited when you picked Emma Stone because I was going to pick Easy A if you didn't because I remember liking it so much more mm-hmm. than I did this time. Oh, I see. That, that'll happen. Yeah, I think you'd love this movie. I like it a lot. Um, Because I think she's amazing, but the people that I love the most are her parents. Oh my God, they're the best. Uh, and I have to look them up because I can't, I can never remember the woman's name. Patricia, Patricia Clarkson. Clarkson. Patricia Clarkson and Stanley Tucci as her parents. Her parents are amazing. Like, I want her parents. So great. I love so the two of them together. I wish that they would have done so many more movies together. <laughs> My favorite part. So I heard your boyfriend's gay. No judgment. All God's children. I was gay once. <laughs> <laughs> the other, um, when they're talking in the kitchen and um, uh, the mother's like, they were talking, I forget what they're talking about. And she's like, it runs in the family. And the little boy says, well, what does that have to do with me? I'm adopted. It's Stanley Tucci. <gasps> told you. If you haven't watched the movie, the little boy's black. So... <laughs> Who told you? They're just adorable and lovely. Um, but there's characters that are such assholes that like her best her best friend yeah. is just an asshole. Um, I do love uh Penn how how do we say his last name? Badgley. Badgley? Yeah. Okay. I do love him. Um Seeing Amanda Bynes makes me sad. Yeah, me too. I think she's so great in this, though. I do and love her in this. She really is great. 
um, but it makes me sad. And yeah. then Lisa Kudrow's character makes me sad. Yeah. Um. So I, I like it. Everyone in it is very good. Um. But there's just enough of it that makes me uncomfortable that I don't love it. Yeah, I just like she. She is just fantastic. Like you she can really tell. Is immediately she is so natural on camera she's like just the right amount of goofy and sincere and just so believable like there's not a false moment with her Mm-mm. Mm-mm. it's just for me like this time i just was like i i didn't buy into her whole arc like i was like that's just pretty extreme and i know it's a right yeah but I don't know, like for some reason, it, it just made me not love it this time. And I don't know why. And I think to the thing with her friend, it's just like, that's your best friend and you feel like you have to lie. And I get it because her best friend, her best friend is kind of an asshole. And you will do that in high school. You'll be best friends with someone who's kind of an asshole and you don't actually really like them that much. But you <laughs> went, you've been together since kindergarten and so whatever. So I got it. But it was just kind of like her character is just so smart and so together that why didn't she just and obviously it's because there wouldn't be a movie right 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 why didn't she just tell her the truth why didn't she just be like listen your parents are fucking weird yeah i didn't want to hurt your feelings and i made a mistake but here's the truth um so yeah i i like it i don't love it she's um and it's like everyone is amazing in it but like even her her character's relationship with um thomas hayden churches he's her teacher it's not in any way inappropriate but you expect it to be and so you get uncomfortable can you oh i didn't feel that way i don't know like i'm like the, the whole anytime they're alone together and especially when she's dressed in her scarlet letter things i'm like watch watch what you say dude watch what you say we all know that you don't mean it but what what you gotta watch it you got you know what i mean i just i never no i never felt that way that's funny also i kind of don't like him as an actor so oh i do i was i think he's so great in it i love i just love his whole i mean again he's fallen away again but just being you know that sitcom not even Mm -hmm. star no. But then coming out of nowhere to do sideways and get nominated for an Oscar. And like, I just love that whole arc for him. And of course, now this movie was 13 years ago, for Christ's sake. I know. Which is crazy. I, I do love its blatant homage to Ferris Bueller's Day Off and other 80s movies. I mm. love that because I'm obsessed with the 80s. So I love that. But yeah, I like it. I, I, if it's on the TV, um, <clears throat> I'll keep looking for other things unless it's a scene with Patricia Clarkson and Stanley Tucci, especially if they're together because they're fucking perfection. Yeah. I just want them to do a series of movies where they solve mysteries. (laughs) Like their chemistry is just so. It's so good. Amazing together. Off topic. Since Glass Onion has been uh released people are now saying that they want a muppets that benoit blanc's next mystery has to have muppets where he would be the only human in it a la uh 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 christmas carol yes thank you jesus and i am totally behind that (laughs) that would be amazing 
so I like it. It ends really cute. It is very sweet. The end is very sweet. The ending is very, very sweet. It's, it pays more homages to others, 80s characters, and it's very much like, I could lose my virginity today. I It could be in 10 years. It could be, and it's just like the uncertainty of, you know, when you're young and you've got your life before you. And it's very cute. And it's very, I, I like, it's honest. Um, but I do feel bad for her character all the way through with these gross boys and, you know, like the guy who tries to get, that she thinks it's a real date. And yeah. She, finds out it wasn't and so it's just it's kind of the subject matter that i'm like Ooh, i don't like it i mean she was asking for it really <laughs> no i mean like no, she did literally asking <laughs> she like brought it on herself which is why i get it about like her like empowering herself to do this and like if people think this about me that i'm gonna own it but not really because it's not really happening you right. know what i mean and doing it for gift cards, which is also weird to me, is it like, is it better that it's gift cards because it's not money because that feels more sex workery? You know what I mean? I I always wrote that off to their high school students, and so gift cards were easier to get their hands on if like they got it sent something for their. But I I never mm. really looked that hard into it. I it was more like one person did it, and then she was like, "Oh, that's okay too." Do you know? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I'm just, I don't know. It's just weird to me. So, yeah, I just, I didn't love it as much because I was so excited to watch it again. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I like it. Yeah, it's one of those movies I'm like, God, I love that movie. And then I start watching it and I'm like, no, excuse me. I'm like, I love parts of this movie. Yeah. Yeah. And Joe was like, because he watched it with me. And when Stanley Tucci was first, I was like, oh, God, that was when Stanley Tucci was his hottest. (laughs) He's still hot, but I see, I see what he's saying. In his prime, prime Tucci. Oh, the Tooch. That's what we call him <laughs> in this house, the Tooch. <laughs> um, all right, and you picked Cruella. Cruella Deville. Cruella Deville. Okay, sorry. <laughs> um, um, I think you like. I did not. You didn't like it at all? It was okay. It's <sighs> way too long. It's real long. It's real long. Uh and we don't need it. Don't need it. Well, I mean, do we need any movie? I mean, yes, some movies we do. I think we need all the movies. Um, I think you'd love this movie. I, I like this movie very much. I it, This is another one. I love this movie, but I don't need to watch it again. Does that make sense? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, It's not some like Back to the Future. I will watch it over and over and over and over and over again. You know, there's certain movies that you watch over and over and over and over again. And there's other movies to me that I love, but it would be tedious to sit through again. And I know that sounds weird, but this is one of them. And probably because it is too long. Yeah. Um, I think it was exciting the first time around, but now that I know it, I don't need to revisit it. Sort of. But Emma Thompson. I mean, look. I love her. Are 
are you shrugging at her? Oh, she's so good I, You know, you know, you know, I love and adore her. I was really expecting, like, a Miranda Priestly type, and I got not that. Just haughty Emma Thompson, which I will take any day of the week. For sure. And I for that, I blame the, I blame the screenplay. Um, I just felt like she just didn't really have a whole lot to do. Except to walk more. around being imperious, mm-hmm. um, which again I will take any day of the week, um, but I just was—it was not what my expectation was going going into it. You know, and you, what helped me is I had very low expectations. I was because I'm not—I'm um, not a big fan of the um, the villain origin story type. And actually, um, yeah, I don't know what I was going to say. Anyway, I, I, I didn't have really any expectations. So I think when we saw it, I was pleasantly surprised, which can trick your mind into, oh, I loved it. Right. You know, yeah. You know? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, I thought she was, ve- I thought Emma was very good. I thought her British accent was good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought she was a good Cruella. Um. I think that this is the type of movie the sequel will be better. I also wasn't expecting it to be like a crime adventure. There's just so much crime in it that I wasn't expecting that. (laughs) Like, just like, I'm like, is this Ocean's Eleven? Like, what the fuck am I watching? Like, oh, we got to crack that safe. We got to steal that necklace. We got to, like, that was surprising to me. (laughs) You said I didn't expect that much crime is so funny <laughs> crime Ugh. Ugh. I just don't have time for it in this God economy I can't crime. take <laughs> oh, that's amazing um, I, I want to talk briefly about uh, it's released just because it was so um, it came during the the pandemic mm-hmm. originally mm-hmm. supposed to be released on December 23rd 2020 uh, but it was pushed to May 28th, 2021. And on March 23rd of 2021, it was announced that it would be released simultaneously on Disney Plus with their premiere access in response mm-hmm. to the pandemic. Uh, so the film did premiere at the El Capitan Theater in Los Angeles on May 18th. And it was the first major red carpet premiere since the beginning of the pandemic. Fun fact, this was the first movie we saw in the theater since the pandemic had started. Oh, wow. This was the first time we went back. Um, Now, I don't know how big of a deal that is, considering there probably weren't a lot of movies released uh, in movie theaters. But this one, we were like, all right, we're going to go. We're going to do this. Because I think it came to a point where it was that point of, is this going to go? Is this? our new life right or is it going to get better and we sort of decided in case it's our new life this is the thing that is scary to do that we are not willing to give up is movies i can give up restaurants um i'd usually much rather eat it at home anyway um but movies were non-negotiable we love the movie going experience so this was the first one we were like okay we're gonna do it and at first it was kind of scary we're like oh god (laughs) yeah um but uh yeah Yeah. uh also jenny 
Bivan Bivan, who was the costume designer, won the BAFTA and the Oscar for Best Costume Design. The costumes were pretty amazing. They are. Yeah, they really are. amazing. And the one guy, the um uh oh, Jesus. Criminy. He is what we do in the shadows. Nandor. Um um uh, you know the fact that i can walk around is is stunning to me <laughs> while you're looking up that up that i will also just say uh glenn close is an executive producer on this film oh that's cute yeah oh that's cute i love little shit like that that's yeah, cute i thought that was cool too uh kaven novak he plays uh roger he is, ah. yeah, he is Nandor on uh, What We Do in the Shadows. Okay. And then Anita was, uh, did you watch The Good Place? Um, I have watched a few episodes, but she doesn't look, I don't remember her from that. Okay. So, She's in yeah. later in the series. Yeah, um, I don't think I went far. But I like her. Um, and just that, oh my God, that little chihuahua. Oh my God, with the little eye patch. Oh, oh my god, god wink <laughs> i wanted that fucking dog so bad you know what that's what it is it's the relationships that i liked i liked their friendship i liked the relationship with the dog um their friendship was cute to me the three of them um i did sort of watching it i thought how does this line up with what she becomes because she's she's arguably the meanest villain. I mean, she fucking skins dogs. Yeah. So I also had that same question. And I was like, how is this going to jibe with what we know about Crow Yeah, Bell? because I, I loved her. And in fact, in this, she was like the good guy. And so it's kind of like, I'm all for that. But I'm also all for... We already know Corilla is one thing. And if you're going to give me an origin story, I'd like to see that that origin story can plausibly lead to the character I already know. Yeah. And like at the end, then giving the puppies to Roger and, and Anita, Pongo and Perdita, mm-hmm. it's like, so eventually she's going to want to kidnap all of their puppies and make a coat out of them. How do we get there? Right, 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 right. Unless it becomes one of those things of, which would be interesting, an interesting way to do it, like an unreliable narrator sort of deal. Oh, I hate Um, those. uh, Where it's, we were told Cruella was worse than she ever really was type of thing. Yeah, I hope they don't do that. Well, yeah, we'll see. That's the only thing that I can see making sense. Um, but I guess we'll see. I'm excited for the sequel because I want to see how they fix some of these problems. Because I was, because the whole time I'm like, I really love her, but she's arguably the most sinister bad guy. Well, except the guy from fucking Hunchback of Notre Dame. But you know, I I think he probably goes we don't really count him because he's so horrific yeah we just don't even he he had no place in a disney movie (laughs) um so anywho 
Two facts. Um, 101 Dalmatians was the very first film that I ever saw at a theater as a child. Aww. And then subsequently, when we got our dog, uh, I named him Pongo. Oh, cute. Was not a Dalmatian, I, but. I learned to read on a 101 Dalmatians golden book. Oh, look at us. Um, so we are just, we're terrific. We sure are. <laughs> we're really terrific. <laughs> um, well, I think I'm also. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well. Next week is a wee pod. Yeah. So let me ask you this because I have a wee pod set up. Okay. okay. Now, do we just make this listicle thing part of the thing I already have? Oh. We put them together, or yeah. do we do listicle? Because the lists aren't going to be just women. So do we just make it a topic of convo? Yeah. 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 Okay. So then, what we're going to do is we're going to watch the movie Waitress. Oh, good. Because I've never seen it. And Perfect. I want to. Um, and then, uh, well, we are gonna do waitress. Um, and then, do you know your lady? No. Okay. All right. Um, so I won't get a jump on that. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we have two weeks, so. Oh yes, and the, you have to tell me, and then we pick. Oh, got it. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. dumb. See, my brain see doesn't work. <laughs> Um, all right, great. So you can drop us an email at uh, threefunnyladies at gmail.com. You can also head on over to Instagram and follow us uh, at Three Funny Ladies Podcast. Uh, you can slide into those DMs. And also, you should smash that like button while you're there. Oh God, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so we'll see you next week then. You we sure will. All right. All right. Bye, Twinkle Toes. <laughs>